Milwaukee United Church of Christ presents A Sower Went Out to Sow, a reflection by the Reverend Jean Randall Bodman, presented on Sunday, July 12, 2020. Once upon a time, David and I lived in rural Virginia. One day we were hosting a front yard ice cream social. It was a front yard party so that we could watch the McGackiesville Fire Company's annual parade. It wasn't on a holiday. They just had to have a parade every year. I had slipped inside to get some more serving spoons from the kitchen, and I looked out the back window and noticed that one of our guests, Blanche, had wandered into the backyard. She walked slowly around our vegetable garden, her mouth a bit agape. Then suddenly she stooped down and began scooping up handfuls of soil and letting it run through her fingers. She stayed down there for what seemed like an awfully long time, and I was starting to get worried about her. So I made my way across the deep backyard to the garden, and as I got close, she looked up and jumped up and said, oh, you've got good dirt. Now, as a suburbanite and an urban gal, that was not a sentence I had ever heard before, nor was it one I would have thought of as a compliment, but she meant it as one, and it was true. We did have good dirt. This was not owing to any work on our part. We'd only lived in the parsonage for a few months, and it had been a couple of, the the parsonage had been empty for a couple of years before we arrived. The large garden plot at the back of the yard had been allowed to go to weeds. Anyway, what did I, fresh from a student apartment in New York City, know about dirt? Apparently, the previous occupants had been gardening for years, adding compost every spring, turning the garden over every fall, and again just before planting. When we arrived at the parsonage and saw that there had been a garden, the outline still just visible, We thought about tackling it, but we weren't very resolved. And we probably would have let the whole thing go. Not worth it for a few tomatoes and a couple of peppers. Then one day we were awakened at about 5.30 in the morning by the sound of a tractor in our backyard. One of the farmers from the congregation was plowing the plot up for us. Later that week, another parishioner arrived to rototill the soil by hand. And a few days after that, yet another parishioner stopped by to supervise our planting. Tomatoes and peppers, sure, but also corn, beans, broccoli, cucumbers, zucchini, summer squash, pumpkins, watermelon, everything a Virginia garden should have. Because really, with dirt that good and that well-prepared, it would have been churlish to let it go to waste. Listen, Jesus said, a sower went out to sow. I'm not sure if this sower was profligate and careless, flinging good seed every which way without paying any attention to where it would land. 
Or if this sower was exuberant and generous, flinging seeds with joy and abandon. In either case, that's nothing like our first planting, where every seed was carefully placed. What Jesus' story does tell us is that although the seed was all the same and all good, it did not have the same outcome. The seed that landed where the soil had become hardened from being repeatedly walked on simply sat on the surface, waiting to become food for a bird. The seed that fell on rocky soil sprang up, but when the sun beat down, it withered because the rocky ground just didn't allow space for good deep roots to take hold and find the nutrients and moisture deep in the soil. The seed that fell on the ground covered in thorns just couldn't compete with the well-established invasive plants. Those seeds started to spring up, but they never really stood a chance. But the seed that fell on the soil that had been prepared turned over and loosened until it was fine, replenished with nutrients from decaying matter, while those seeds thrived and grew and created a great harvest, each in its own amount, all good. All the sower needed was to find good dirt. It's a down-home sort of story, the good news of God and how it takes hold and how and when it doesn't take hold, being compared to a sower with her seeds. If it hadn't come out of the mouth of Jesus and been preserved for us down through the centuries, a person might almost find it, well, kind of hokey. And to make matters worse for those of us who find comfort in sophistication and complicated thought, immediately afterwards in the text, Jesus goes on to spell out the meaning for the disciples. Jesus doesn't usually explain what he means by his parables. He usually ends by saying something cryptic like, let the one who has ears to hear, hear. It may be that the explanation we have here in the Gospel of Matthew for this parable was added later by someone in Matthew's community, a community that was facing inner strife and outer persecutions, a community that was trying to figure out why the good news of God's realm of justice, mercy, and love wasn't taking better hold in their world. It may be that they remembered this odd little story and thought, well, that explains it all. Those hard-packed people who've just been trod on too much by life, they just can't absorb the good news. Their surface is too hard and rigid. Those rocky soil people are the ones who grab onto the good news about God's presence with joy and a burst of activity. But when they're faced with challenges, they let it go as just one more empty promise in a life of hard news. Those thistle people, they like the news of God's realm well enough, but when they discover that it means caring more for other people than for their own wealth, they let their wealth snag hold of them like thorns on a thistle. But you, church, Matthew says, 
you are like good soil, soft, loose, holding your own insights lightly, enriched, having allowed yourself to be filled with good things. The message of the simple story is, be good dirt. Be ready because good seed is coming your way. Also, in your turn, you're going to be a sower of this good news about God's realm. As Pastor Carrie Newhoff put it in a recent blog, our Christian life is not about what we know. It's about what we do with what we know. Right now, the pandemic, which we all hoped would be abating by this time, seems to be doing nothing but getting worse. It's hard to know how to live well into what we feel called to do and be in the world. Our work commitments have changed. Our volunteer opportunities can be limited. Social justice activism can feel perilous. Family circles have drawn tighter, so even serving our extended families can be difficult. Right now, some of us are forced to wait to give and participate in the ways that we feel called to give and participate. And the waiting can feel like emptiness. Right now, some of us are trying to balance working at home with parenting with no resources like summer camp and daycare. And the stress of an overcrammed life can feel like being trapped. Right now, many of us are wide awake to the protest movement for racial justice, but we may not know how to participate, where to enter, and what to do to be on the side of justice. But listen, the sower is still sowing all the time. Just like the sower in Jesus's parable, the great sower is wildly generous, flinging good seed about exuberantly. It's in scripture and in worship, of course, but the good seed is also in poetry, in music, in the thousand faces of nature, in relationships. It's in those protest movements on the streets, and it's in the silent midnight hour when the moonlight lights up one corner of the ceiling and beckons your heart out of itself and into communion with something, with someone beyond you. Listen always, but especially now when you may be experiencing the emptiness of waiting or the trappedness of a life so overfull, there is no time to pause and connect. Listen, now is the time when we are getting ready to be ready. As the poet David White put it in his beautiful poem, Waiting to Go On. Get ready just to be ready. Now we are getting the soil of ourselves ready to receive. Getting the soil of ourselves ready to be the ones going out. Ready to be ready to resume our work and play and serving in the world. And when the wor world turns, let's be ready to fling seeds of good news riotously, not overly careful about where they land, but generous and exuberant.
Amen. Listen, listen, listen.